Welcome to the Crimson Circle Show. This is Linda and Jeff Hoppy here with you. So welcome to those of you listening in on Blog Talk Radio or those listening in on theawakeningzone.com and those of you that are listening or watching video on crimsoncircle.com. Welcome to our monthly meeting. Uh, we're here for a channel, Jeffrey Hoppy channeling Adama Saint-Germain, so we think. We think. And we're very excited that you could be here to join us. It's a most special day. We're going to move very quickly into this so that you can enjoy this presentation. So we're going to, as you know, we don't have much of a live audience here because of the things that have been going on up in Colorado. So we're going to move very quickly. And I want to note that Norma Delaney won't, is not able to be here to start the breathing. So I will be doing the breathing into the channel to get us focused and clear. And then we'll have some music followed by the channel immediately. So I invite you, whether you're sitting here, sitting in a group, sitting by yourself, laying down to truly just be comfortable, whatever that means to you. And truly breathe deeply into you. This is the deep and conscious breath. The breath that fills your body, telling it, you choose life. And as you breathe, and you breathe deeply, your body hears this commitment to life. And the energies move through. And as you breathe, allow this to flow. And if you dare, invite your soul self to be here with you. No matter where you're sitting, we're all here together. Sovereign and yet feeling and allowing. So I invite you with each breath to open all your senses and allow this flow. Music will play and I invite you with each breath to feel the music, sense it, allow it to support you. Breathe and receive, breathe. But I didn't want to know And I saw where I didn't want to go So I took the path less Traveled on and I let my stories be whispered when I'm gone You go back to where you were before Cause this life 
But the way that he looked at me made me feel alive And now I know nothing at all But the release that comes when you're in Sovereign and free domain. Taking a good deep breath, I smell a wood burning fire. Hmm. Brings back so many memories, opens up the senses. Hmm. Ah, such beautiful things about being a human. Hmm. Once they're in there, you never really quite forget. Hmm. Not at all. A little bit different audience here today. <laughs> little bit different audience. As Linda said, the recent destruction, the recent events have kept many from being here, but they really truly are. Oh, all the regulars, they're still here. Yes, it may be a, what looks like a stuffed animal sitting in their place, but it's not really. It's the regular Chambra. As I heard Dave say, it's Edith. But no, 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 Edith, his chair is obviously right here. <laughs> obviously. So let's take a good deep breath. For the room really is not empty. The room is filled, filled with Chambra energy, Chambra from all around the world. Hmm. Lovely to have you here. Let's take a good deep breath and gather everyone in to this beautiful, safe place. Good deep breath. Whether you're listening on the internet, whether the few of you are here, or whether you're listening later, take a good deep breath. We're all here together. Linda, I'm going to need you on the board today. Yes, sir. Let's start out with this. And you can write this on, on the board. Underline, exclamation point. Oops. You choose awakening, but you allow enlightenment. Mm. Yeah. Go ahead. You choose awakening? No, you choose awakening. I'm already awakened. <laughs> you choose awakening. <laughs> you choose awakening. What does that mean? What does that mean? You choose awakening and you allow enlightenment. Well, 
In a way, you chose your awakening, whether you were highly conscious of it or not. But you chose it after lifetimes of studying religion, spirituality. You chose it when you were saying that you're tired of being here, that you can't stand it anymore, that something has to give. That's, that's how you chose it. You chose it by this lifetime expression of yours. You chose it by wanting more, desiring more. Now, the fact is you might have gone to a class that somebody dragged you to, or you might have read my book <laughs> or another book and thought that that was the moment of the awakening. But no, it started a long, long time before that. Then you started to go through this awakening process. And there were many, many chances along the way for you to say, no, it's not for me. I want to stop here, uh, up until a point, up until a point of no return. Problems with writing today? Yes. No. Problems with... Uh, so. You could say that you had opportunities to not continue to go through your awakening. You could have stayed in, in uh, just one area of it, but you, you continued. You made choices along the way. There's something driving force within you that said, no, I want more. No, I want to get out of this illusion, you said. Illusion. Not quite the right word, and we're going to talk about that. I want to get out of this state of being, because you knew, you know, that there's so much more, so much more out there. So you made a series of choices. Whether you, whether you understood it, you choose awakening, you allow enlightenment. Perfect, perfect. So there was a series of steps along the way. And, and many, my dear friends, many have not chosen to continue going. Many have stopped along the way. Yes, sooner or later, they will come into their full awakening. Sooner or later, they're going to allow their enlightening enlightenment. But they've chosen to stop along the way. Why? Well, it's an intense process. As you know, it will turn you inside out and upside down. It will change life as you know it. it will, awakening has a way of going in and showing you everything that was imbalanced within you. Which is interesting, because living in a limited state of reality – and again, let's, I'm going to talk about the difference between illusion and reality – but living within a limited state of reality will cause imbalance. That would be the next one. Well, you're I going to be very busy today. Oh, I'm happy. Would you like an assistant? No. Oh. Uh, living within a limited state of reality will cause imbalance. So this imbalance becomes a, a driving force, because you say to yourself, I, I, there's, I don't want this uh, level of imbalance anymore. As you go through awakening… Living within a limited… Living within a limited reality… Good. Yes. Will cause imbalance. Oh. Where was I? <laughs> Living within a limited reality will cause imbalance. Yes, will cause imbalance. So this uh, imbalance of awakening uh, will – this imbalance will literally go into every part in your awakening and, and expose it to you and put it in your face. Uh, 
and again, you're not consciously choosing to have this all thrown at you. As a matter of fact, often you're trying to run from it. But it's a type of clearing process. It's its own type of natural disaster, but it's a, it's a in a way, a soul disaster. And I don't mean to smile when I say that, mm-hmm. but I can smile because I know you're going to come through it. I know if you're listening right now, and if you're here, <laughs> uh, if if you're tuned into this, that. You are going to come through it. Now, actually, what causes it to hurt, uh, be painful or difficult, is when you try to resist the very awakening that you've chosen. Because the awakening exposes the imbalance, whether it's an imbalance of masculine, feminine, uh, light or dark, or any of the other things. It exposes that. No, that's fine. So it, it will turn your life upside down, inside out. and. I know many of you have said to yourself at times, I wished I had never chosen this awakening. But you get to a certain point in the awakening, you really can't turn back. You've, you've learned too much. You've been exposed too much to too much. You know too much by now. You get to a, a point of no return. It's an interesting point because it's a point when you really do kind of go into a, an abyss, into this uh, the void. And have you noticed the repetitive nature of the void in, in your whole journey. But you go into this void because you know you can't turn back, but yet there's a fear or an uncertainty of going forward. Oh, you want more tools to go forward. You want more guidance to go forward. And there comes a point in awakening where there really are none, or not many anyway, not many on the outside. Because where you're going is where few angels have ever gone before, truly, in in all of the cosmos. Few angels have ever gone there. We talk about the fact that there's less than 10,000 ascended masters. And I I don't see any rush uh, (laughs) to get into the ascended masters club. Uh, Many of you are still filling out your application forms. Uh, But uh, there are not many angelic beings who have gone where you are. So what advice? could they give? What advice could they give? And on top of that, the Ascended Masters aren't really in the business of giving a lot of advice. Support, compassion, love, encouragement, laughter, um, and a few tears at times. But they understand that if there is too much advice, if they're telling you how to do it, it's no longer your experience. And it would, it would actually make the Enlightenment uh, even more chaotic. It would appear to be more chaotic. So where you're going, few angels have gone. That would be a good one to write on the board also. It would keep you very busy. Where you're going, few angels have gone. In other words, there's a lot of advice out there these days. There's, uh, your internet provides a sor- an amazing source of advice and information. And hello to all of you listening in. Yes. Uh, it provides an amazing source of information. Uh, you can go on the, the internet these days and tune into a variety of different uh, individuals or groups who are uh, bringing forth good spiritual information up to a point. It's good up to a point. There are very few um, beings out there, uh, alien beings or even angelic beings who really understand where you're going. Now, there are a lot of angelic beings who are here to provide guidance for humans in their 
let's say, everyday course of life, uh, particularly in the form of uh, camaraderie, companionship, some love, because so many humans feel alone. There are a lot of angels that have, uh, you could say, received training on how to do this, how to work with humans, or training on how to work with humans when they die. Every human, when they die, uh, has access to angelic beings. It's not just your family who's gone on before you, or your dogs, or cats, or elephants, or whatever. But there are angelic beings who are actually there for you. Because it's known, it's known what this death process and, and this rebirth process is like. It's known the difficulties and challenges of living as a human in a limited reality. But very, very few really understand what it's like where you are going now, what it's like in enlightenment. I say that you choose awakening and you allow enlightenment, which is very true, because you get to this certain point. You you, so many of you have experienced the dark night of the soul, going into the void, uh, feeling so into nothing, uh, nothing around you other than yourself. And at a certain point, you simply come into allowing. You realize that there are no tricks to this. There are no secrets to this. There are no plans or programs anymore. There is you. There is you. And it comes down to allowing that, allowing yourself. And as you do, it's also allowing the increased sense of awareness, the increased sense of perception, allowing everything that you've ever experienced, allowing it to come to you in a very, very different way than it, than it ever has before, allowing yourself to to embody yourself, allowing yourself to be present in this reality, and allowing energies to serve you. One of the biggest discussions I, I have with you these days, allowing energy to serve you, hear the words, but for a large part you're not really feeling it, you're not, uh, you're not allowing it. There's still a resistance to, uh, to letting the energy serve you. Part of it's the very old and limited consciousness that there's not enough, or you have to work hard to earn it, or that until you get rid of some of your um, imbalances, uh, your even karmic debts, that you're not going to allow it. But you come to a point where you just allow the energies to serve you. It's a beautiful, beautiful point, because suddenly the struggle isn't there. The fight, the, the, the feeling that there's uh, limitation, suddenly you realize that there is an ocean of energy here to serve you. It has no agenda. It doesn't care if you're good or bad, or white or black, or masculine or feminine. It doesn't care. It's just here to serve you. So you come into allowing the enlightenment. Ah, it's so beautiful. Some of you are starting to feel what this is like. You're getting glimpses of it. Maybe it's not with you consciously in every moment, but you're starting to get glimpses of this allowing. Some of you actually have been surprised at how easy it is. How easy. And then almost a sense that, well, no, you want there to be a little bit more challenge, but you'll get past that as well. <laughs> Allowing the enlightenment. Suddenly it's like having been 
uh, tied up, bound and restricted with a, a limited amount of air that you can breathe. So you're very compressed and suppressed and finally you break through that and it's an allowing. Suddenly the air just flows and you don't even have to work on the breath. Suddenly life is just there in a flow for you. Now, some of you, um, again, who have gotten glimpses of this or feelings of this, then might feel a little bit guilty because it's starting to get that much easier for you. And you see that other humans are still struggling. They're still bound. They're still in their prison. They're still not really allowing the flow of life. Uh, But you get to the point where you understand that they, like you, can can go through. They can choose the awakening. They can choose the allowing at any time they want. One of the things that I'm prepared to do working with those who allow their embodied enlightenment in this lifetime is to work with some of those difficulties and hardships, seeing other people who are going through challenges and difficulties, wanting to, wanting to rescue them and wanting to wanting to save them, wanting to give them your energy, which is not really a good idea, really not. Uh, Because like you, they're going to learn that they have their own energy, they have their own tools, they have their own answers. So as I say, awakening is something that you choose. Enlightenment now, where most of you are at, is something that you allow. It would have been difficult to say this a number of years ago because most of you were still in the awakening state of being. And, and when I would talk about allowing, it seemed to just kind of pass right by. But now, because you're in that, that next expansion of enlightenment, the embodied enlightenment, suddenly we can talk about the allowing. Let's take a good deep breath with that. It's been said by some philosophers that life is an illusion. And I believe I might have even said it a time or two myself that life is an illusion, meaning that what you're experiencing isn't necessarily real. But I'll update that. I'll amend that. Uh, it's, there's, life is real. The experiences that you're having are real. This isn't just some cosmic dream. Uh, that's going to go away, and suddenly you wake up uh, um, in, with full enlightenment. No, what you're going through are real experiences with real feelings and ultimately with real wisdom to them. So let's not brush it off and say it's just an illusion, uh, because it is very real. But what you're going through right now and what you're coming out of right now is a limited state of reality. In other words, you're just seeing part of it. You're, you're in a flattened reality. You're only seeing a little bit of what is real. For instance, in this room right now, you might see uh, about a dozen humans, a dozen individuals. Good time to pan the camera with uh, the audience with the camera. You see just a few humans. Your eyes tell you uh, there's just a few people sitting here. That's a limited reality. The, the expanded or the full reality is this room is packed with the chambre who normally come here, 
because their energy is still here, with those who wanted to be here but were told they could not be, uh, and with angelic beings, with uh, are there some disincarnate beings, some spooks walking around here, there's some alien beings walking around in here. And there's some FEMA people too. Those aren't the spooks I was talking about. It's a totally different thing. Uh, yes, there, isn't it amazing that we can be here in the midst of disaster, like we are, and yet so calm? Uh, but that's life, and that's the, that's the enlightened life, by the way. It's, a, it's a, actually a very good example. There was a lot of destruction, but it wasn't really destruction in this area of Colorado. It was a large clearing. Some people went through destruction. The fact is that you, the ones who live up here, the ones who are close to here, didn't. Um, inconvenienced, yes. Annoying, absolutely. But you didn't go through the destruction. That's, that's a very good example of how you can live in the midst of chaos. You can live with all of this, this human drama uh, and, and confusion and chaos and going on around you. The U.S. government uh, shutting down. Uh, I didn't know they ever weren't shut down. But um, <laughs> the, uh, you can live in the midst of it, and you can be sovereign. You can laugh. You can, you can celebrate life. You can, and you can be a standard for others then. Uh, when you're not panicking, you're not getting all caught up in the drama, you're saying, ah, an amazing storm. Brought clearing to the area, and obviously it's going to be a great place to live because this area has had a huge clearing. So where were we? Illusion and reality. The fact is that the 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 reality that you perceive through the limited human senses says that there's only a few people here, and maybe even your body, your your uh, your physical senses are saying, well, there's just a few. It seems kind of empty in here. But I ask you, I, I truly ask you right now to take a deep breath, and even if you're listening in online and you're seeing this pretty empty hall and just me sitting up here, take a good deep breath, because the reality is, beyond your physical senses, that it's very full. It's very, very full with, with beings. And, and many of them don't even understand the walls and the ceilings. In other words, they don't have those limitations. There's an energetic, dimensional gathering that's taking place, and, and it's very real. It's a little funny for me, because in, as in my state of awareness, I'm very aware of it, very tuned into it. And I close Calder's eyes for just a moment so he can feel it. Because as I say, the eyes are one of the greatest deceivers. They're most closely connected to the brain, so the eyes would say, well, there's very few people here. But if you feel for a moment from the I am, you feel from that place within yourself, that's true feeling, sensory awareness, the room is actually very full. So re- what is occurring is that there's a part of you now that's allowing or opening into enlightenment. And that's getting very, very frustrated, because you know that there's more. But yet your human senses and and math and science and all the rest of that are saying, no, this is exactly what it is. But it's not. It's not. There's so much more. 
at a deeper level within you and often within your dream states, you know that there's more, but you don't know how to access it. In other words, what tool, what sense do you use? How do you get through this mental barrier that would have you believing that this is all there is? What do you do to open? Well, ultimately, it's about allowing. You can't force it. I, I can't really give you any tools uh, or particularly any exercises. We're going to do an experience today, uh, literally a dream walk. So, uh, dear John, you may want to um, put together some music for later. But ultimately, you allow it. You can't force yourself to go out of your mind from within your mind, but you can allow it from within your spirit. Now, it's going to that allowing is going to take some trust and I'm going to say patience, and more than anything, the fear that what happens if you lose your balance, you lose your place in this reality. Uh, and, and that's a big fear. What happens if you just slip out of this reality? We're going to talk about that today. You are not necessarily you are not breaking out of 3D. You're not you're not going out of 3D. I know in a lot of classes that are taught, they talk about the the second dimension, third dimension, fourth, fifth, and all the rest of that. It's about how you're going to leave the third dimension and go to the fifth. No, not not at all. I guess you could say it's a way of expressing or stating something, but it's not literally what happens. So what happens, and one of the things we're going to do today, is you don't go out of 3D, you go through 3D. You have to wait to experience it to get the full impact of what I'm saying. but. You don't go out of 3D or 4D or any of the other Ds. You go back through them. So today one of the things we're going to do is to go back through 3D. Now the human self may say, ah, I just wanted to get the hell out of here. I just wanted to break out, you know, just like Adama's like, you broke out of your crystal prison. Well, actually, I went through my crystal prison. And today we'll go through. 3D. The net result is that is that you don't just leave it behind. Um, if, for instance, you're going to break out a prison, um, you're going to um, find a way to break out and, and run away. You still got all your problems back there in prison, and all the problems that got you to prison in the first place. And by breaking out, you really don't have freedom. You really don't. You're you're still on the run. Maybe you have a few better meals than you had in the prison, but that's about it. You're still within a prison. So when you try to break out of 3D, you try to get out of something that, that you're basically tired of now, if you try to smash out of it, you're still going to bring it with you. And that's one of the dynamics that's happening. Uh, particularly I've noticed that in the last couple of months with Chambra. If you've had dreams, for instance, uh, and dreams about events that happened in your life uh, years ago, or if you've just even had the, the thoughts come through your mind uh, recently, uh, it's because and you're trying to get away from them. You're trying to, you're trying to 
erase them out. It's because you didn't go back through 3D. You didn't go back through the experience. And this may make more sense after we do the experience. But the fact is that you've been living in a limited reality. That's it. It, it would be like, like this book. This book, yes. We'll do it from here. So now, it'd be like living on top of the book cover. And that's all you see is the top of the book cover. The fact is, there are many, many pages here. By the way, this is a great book, Journey of the Angels by Tobias. Good. And it would be like living on this book and never realizing that all these pages existed underneath with all the wisdom. You live you have lived and experienced in a relatively flattened reality. It's not really an illusion, but it's just part of the picture. So as you allow yourself into enlightenment, suddenly what happens is you start to see that there's a lot more to it. You've been living on top of this reality, and that's all you've seen is what's on, on the surface here. And you've been basically trying to avoid this reality from tipping too much, because you're, you're standing there, and when you feel that reality tipping and getting out of sorts, then you get all nervous and you try to get back into uh, what you think is balance, but it's really a limited reality. Well, the fact is that as you allow your enlightenment, it's going to tip upside down. And it's going to open up, and it may even rip apart, which I won't do here, but it may even rip apart, and it doesn't matter, because at least you're beginning to live within the real reality, the fuller expanded reality. Can you imagine the, um, I'm going to call it pressure, the dynamics that came into play to get you stuffed into this physical body, stuffed into a physical reality, and, and, and focused just on this very flat plane of existence, and, and then agree with other people who are also living on this flat plane that you're all living on this flat plane and there's very little, if anything else, where in fact there is a lot more. As you allow yourself into enlightenment, what's going to happen and what has been happening recently is a shift of perspective. Shift of perspective. Perspective is a word uh, Linda knows that we've used in some of the uh, gatherings, the workshops lately. And it's one thing that is you're going to feel in your life this shift of perspective. You've been used to looking at the world like the, like the top of this book. Your senses, your physical senses, have ad adapted to that and adjusted to that. So then you, you are, lead yourself to believe through programming and, and your own self-hypnosis that this is it. But yet there's that something else happening in the core of you, underneath and all around that say, no, this isn't it. There, there's so much more. So what's happening right now, your sense of perspective is changing. You start to be aware that there is an inside of the book and there's an underside and the book doesn't need to the reality doesn't need to always remain flat and calm, that it can turn upside down and sideways and it can be thrown around without any real damage. Throw that back. Oh, you throw it back. <laughs> Good. So 
that's what's happening right now. Perspective is changing. At a very human level, it's going to feel odd. It's going to feel very strange because, well, as you know, things aren't what they seem to be. Everything seems to be getting thrown upside down. You're in one hand, you're trying to stay focused and centered in a world that really isn't real. Oh, it's a limited world, and it's just not going to work anymore. If that's the the single message you get from this today, it's not going to work anymore. So stop fighting it. Start allowing the enlightenment, because well, a you chose it, b it's happening. The perspective is changing to the point where you're not going to see yourself the way you saw yourself before. You're not going to see any sort of reality the way you saw before. Other people, situations, anything. As I talked about in our, in our last shout, the first shout of the Discover series, your whole set of beliefs, which were cemented right there on, on your, the surface of your reality, are going to start crumbling apart. And it's going to feel unusual, odd. The way your mind works and responds is going to change. What I ask you to do, what I implore you to do, is simply allow it. If you get all mental about it and you start saying, what's happening to me and here's what I'm doing to, a, to um, facilitate it or to adjust to it, here's what I'm trying to do to keep my center, it's going to hurt. It's going to be uncomfortable. And it's going to create yet another level of imbalance within you. Remember that the, the, the imbalance uh, really is the, is the discomfort, but it's going to – and the imbalance causes everything to get shaken up. It's going to cause another level of imbalance. It'll, it'll work itself through. But why go into enlightenment backwards, fighting, resisting? Why not go into it gracefully and smoothly? So yes, you are going to go out of your mind. Yes, you are going to go off the surface. Yes, you are going to go out of this reality, but into something much more real, into something much, much more real. Let's take a deep breath with the perspective. The perspective right now is generally limited to the human senses, to the values and belief systems. Um, the perspective which you th see things or uh, intake things are based on so much on the beliefs that you have. But as you allow the perspective, the awareness to expand, it changes the way things are taken in, things being the uh, information and insights and observations and the way you experience life. And pretty soon you find you're not just experiencing the surface, you're experiencing the cover, you're experiencing the pages, and you're experiencing that the book never has a last page, that it continue going on and on and on. That's the beauty. That's the joy. That's the freedom of getting out of that very limited sense of uh, beingness. Good. So far, so good, Linda. Great, thank you. So now, I talked before about about 3D. There's a there's a whole desire to get out of 3D, but the fact is that you don't get out of 3D. You go through 3D. You go through it. And we'll have an experience in in just a moment. 
with that. But before we have the experience, let's, let's talk about it a little bit. Again, you live in a very flattened reality, just very, very, very three-dimensional, very three-dimensional. But if you try to break out of this reality, we try to break out mentally, it doesn't work. You try to break out of it in some other way uh, – drugs, uh, drama, or anything like that – doesn't really work so well, because there's a lot of things back here that are still, you could say, have dynamics to them, still alive, still, still out of balance. So uh, take your own, your own life from the time you were a child, going through, through school and into your teens and your uh, adult years. There's still a lot that's, that's you could say, imbalanced. Uh, you want to get away from it, of course. You want to leave it, but it's still there. Obviously, we've talked about the fact that you don't try, you shouldn't try to process it, because that uh, what happens when you process? You're going back. You try diving back into that limited perspective of what really happened. You, you kind of dive back into a tunnel, back to the event that happened in your life from that very limited perspective, and all you're doing is feeding that limited perspective of what happened. You're not really trying to fix it because there was nothing that was broken. There is a sense or a feeling that there's something out of balance, but ultimately there was nothing really that was broken. If you try to go back in and fix it, uh, again, you're, you're just giving more belief, more credence to the fact that there was something that was wrong. And there's really nothing wrong. The only thing that's happening back there in those events that happened in your life is that you don't have or you didn't have the perspective of what really took place. What really took place. So we're not trying to negate the experience either. And, and some of you have tried to uh, forget about it, to bury it, to put it under. And that doesn't work because they're still, they're still in an imbalance because of the perspective that you had. Now, that doesn't just apply to this lifetime, it applies to all the past lifetimes. You don't really have, for the most part, you're not directly contending with those because there's still aspects that are out there that are, as you're revisiting parts, imbalanced parts of your life, they're at the same time revisiting imbalanced parts of those lifetimes. So it's all occurring. Now, if, if, it's, a, if it's an integrated aspect, it's happening relatively smooth. If it's an, if it's an aspect that's very dissociated or very, has a lot of dark energy, then uh, you're feeling that effect on you. It's going to come to you for well, with its anger, with its uh, attempts at uh, resolution, because it's so locked into the old perspective, that limited flat perspective of what really happened. So what to do? What to do? That's when I say we don't go uh, – and you can write this on the board, Linda <clears> – you don't go out of 3D, you go back through, or let's just say through 3D. That's what I'd like to do in just a moment with a 
Dreamwalk. Now, this is not a Mirab. A Mirab is uh, when we sit and just uh, spend a few minutes and allow uh, a shift of consciousness. A, a Dreamwalk is an actual journey and experience. So the energy dynamics are, are quite a bit different between them. Uh, you're actively involved in a Dreamwalk. During a Mirab, you can just sit and allow the, uh, the change of consciousness. But here, it's actually in a dream walk. It's actually a part of an, an experience. So I'm going to ask for – you don't go out of 3D, you go through it. You go through it. And I'm going to ask you, when we do this dream walk in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to be very aware, but not mental. That's kind of difficult right now to, to uh, discern the difference, but be very aware. As we do this dream walk, it's not about drifting off to sleep. It's being very aware of the images, the feelings, um, the different things that come to you. The, it might even be um, one of those aha moments, or you may find it to be very challenging or difficult. But I want you to be very, very aware. Participate in this dream walk, because this, is, this dream walk is going to give you a taste, an example of how to go through 3D and not just try to break out of it. And I hope as we do this dream walk, I know that you'll suddenly start to get it, how we do this. So let's have the lights just half dim, just half, and let's have some good dream walk music. This would be a good uh, 15 to 20 minutes. I want enough music to go through the course. Let's take a good deep breath. Thank you for this dream walk. Take a good deep breath and feel into the energies of this experience. The dream walk starts in the now moment, right here, right wherever you are. The dream walk starts in the now moment. It's not about leaving the body or leaving anything. It's about expanding. Take a good deep breath. And we'll go out together as a group. But then at a certain point it will start to be a very personal experience for you. Take a good deep breath. You can feel, you've known for a long time that this reality, this limited reality, what some would call an illusion, is only a small part of what's really going on. There's so much more going on. For instance, there's energy in the air around you, but you wouldn't know and instruments couldn't measure it. There's parts of you that are dreaming right now. In other words, they're having an experience somewhere else. Although the key part is the one that's right here. You. It's aware in this now moment. But there is so much other things going on. The mind blocks it out at times. But there is, my friends. The belief 
has you uh, thinking that everything is in linear time. It's not. Doesn't mean everything's occurring simultaneously. That's that's not uh, so true either. But things unfold with experience and with wisdom. That's that's cosmic time, experience, wisdom, expansion, expansion that goes in and out, up and down at the same time. There's so much more to life here on this planet, much more than even just the, the beauty of relationships that you have, or the beauty of trees and forests and rivers and animals and stuffed animals. So much more. That's why you've chosen to be here, to discover, to discover what has always been here. But what has been shut out through limitations, through programming, or just through your desire to have that very compressed experience in this thing that you call 3D. The inspiration was to be here in the body and to experience what's really here on many levels simultaneously not just one at a time, but to experience, to experience angelic beings that are as real as the human beings, to experience yourself walking through a forest but floating through the air as well. These aren't pipe dreams. They're not just hopes for some utopia. It's why you wanted to be here. There's so much more going on right now than just this human who is aging year by year by year, going through some experiences. There's so much more going on at a soul level, at an intimate level. There's so much more than just challenges of life. So much more. It wasn't really designed to be challenging. So much more than goals and plans and so much more that life can hold. And that's why you chose to be here. Let's take a deep breath as we journey out on this dream walk, out in a way of expansion. Here we have this thing called 3D. Limited, very solid, very um, real in a way but also very, very isolated. Isolated not just from other dimensional things happening around you, but isolated to yourself. In a way, it would be like the reality, the human reality would be like being in a, a symphony orchestra and being, let's say, in the string section, playing the violin, but only hearing the violin, only hearing the violins around you, nothing else. Just hearing that. Now it's interesting because at least you really get to focus on the violins and your own playing and interplaying between you and the other violin players. But yet, 
There's part of you that knows there's a whole symphony playing. There's so much more. So you expand through allowing, you expand to where at least you can let yourself hear the other strings. The other strings, the beautiful strings that are playing, not just the violins. But yet there's more. There's more to this symphony. There's the woodwind section. The beautiful woodwind section. Ah, with its notes and its music different than your violin. But yet in harmony with the strings. Very different in how it's played, the sounds that it makes, the vibrations that it gives forth. But yet in resonance with your little violin section. And then you allow yourself even more awareness. Just by allowing, not, not by forcing, not by not by demanding, just allowing. And as you allow, as you ease into that and allowing, suddenly you realize there is a double brass section. Ah trumpets, trombones and the horns. Oh, so different than your violin. So bold and dynamic and emotional. But yet in resonance, in harmony with your violin. Very different, absolutely different the way it's played, and the notes and vibrations it puts out, but yet it's in resonance. You see, it's not discordant, it's not separate, it's all part of the same symphony, just as the third dimension and the fourth and the fifth or whatever, they're all resonating together. They're not different houses. They're just different rooms in the same house. And then finally, as you really relax into this, you take that big bull move of expansion and you realize there's a percussion section. Boom, boom, boom. Big sounds, sharp sounds, deep underlying sounds, rhythm beat, like the heartbeat of the orchestra, so different than the violin, almost oh, seems crass at times compared to the violin, but yet it adds another quality, another layer, and another level to this thing called life, this orchestra, this symphony of life. It adds depth, and it resonates, it harmonizes with your violin. You take a deep breath and you allow yourself to be in all of these realities. And you realize that you can, you can tune in just to the percussion or just to the horns or just to the woodwinds. Or you can combine drums and woodwinds. You can put them all together. Now you can even bring in the vocals the singers, the beautiful human tones, and it harmonizes once again. And you think to yourself, I thought 
the world was just a violin. Yet there's so much more, and it harmonizes. They work together. They're all pulsing, resonating, moving, flowing together. That's an analogy for what it's been like on this human 3D journey. Flat, relatively linear, overly focused. As you allow yourself into the enlightenment, you start to realize there's so much more. And in every section, in the woodwind section, there's you playing. And in the horn section, there's you playing. In the percussion, there's you drumming away. And in the vocals, there's you singing. You see? And they've always been there. They've always been there. But living in that 3D linear violin reality, you just forgot about it. You're allowing that to change right now. You're allowing greater perspective, greater awareness. And again, I didn't say forcing, making, studying, or efforting into it. It's just allowing into it. That's what you're doing. Sometimes there's a panic that goes on deep within you. What am I doing? What's going to happen? Remember this example of the orchestra, because every section Every piece is working together. You can literally feel yourself moving energetically, your awareness moving from section to section. You can leave violin for a minute and go over to, to the woodwind and be there. And there's you playing. In other words, you don't have to just be the violin player. Is it going to throw the violin off? Is it going to destroy the violin? No, but it will change the very nature of your perception as yourself, as only the violin player. It will. That in itself will cause a, a bit of discomfort at first, because you've identified with being the violin. But you will adjust. You will come to realize and be aware of. But there's more than just that, that identity. So now with that, let's go on our journey in the expanded symphony of you. Let's go on that journey. You've had many years on this planet. You chose to come back at the best of times, but yet perhaps the hardest of times. You chose families based on partly on karma, partly on convenience. You chose early life experiences that would ultimately funnel you into your awakening. You did. You chose experiences that would keep you from getting distracted. You chose experiences of love and careers and so many other things that really kept you from getting distracted, to, kept you from 
coming into embodied enlightenment. Sometimes the uh, methods that you used were rather harsh to keep you into this funnel of your own enlightenment, but this is what you were determined to do. But what we have now are a series of experiences that you had growing up with your parents, with friends, with unfortunate situations, money situations maybe. And unfortunately, perceptions or beliefs about yourself, sometimes so difficult, so loathing of yourself. It's hard to even face. But I want to take you on a journey here to those experiences. Now, we're not really going back because those experiences are still here. In other words, we're not going back in time. We're going to go to those experiences, not trying to process them. We're going to go back to observe them. And as you observe, you allow, you can collect, bring in the wisdom of what really happened. There's no need to go back into the drama. You're going to perhaps feel some emotional pain or imbalance. But I want you to remain as the compassionate observer into these incidences in your life. And as you do, remain that compassionate observer, what happens is the wisdom, the wisdom and beauty of those experiences are distilled into pure wisdom for the soul. And suddenly, maybe now, maybe later, suddenly you get that aha, that, that experience was not really what you thought it was. It was just one perspective. It was just one emotional perspective, but so much more took place. So let's go back to when you were a child. First started to really realize that you were consciously realize here you were in human form, very young child, one, maybe two years old. Take a good deep breath. Feel back into that experience. Things happened back then. Things that were difficult for a sensitive soul like yourself to handle. Harshness in the world around you. One of the biggest things that occurred to so many of you back then, type of trauma or tears, finding yourself back in physical body, wondering, worrying if you would be able to uphold your commitment to yourself, wondering if you would be able to stay true to you, and yet another physical incarnation that had so many distractions. You were aware that there were incarnations before you that had gotten very distracted, gotten steeped in karma, imbalances. Here you are, 
one years old, one and a half, wondering how you can possibly get through this gravity, overcome this gravity, this psychic gravity, a lifetime, another lifetime on Earth. It brought up so much pain, so much feelings of weakness, overwhelm. But my dear friends, there was also hope. There was determination. There was also that light that you brought in with you into this lifetime that you knew could not be extinguished no matter what happened, no matter who tried to extinguish it, no matter even if you tried to run from yourself, that this light that you brought in was going to shine and shine and shine. Observe yourself, a sensitive child, but yet a very wise being. There was so much more happening there than just the shock and realization that you were back into another commitment, another lifetime. When you were, let's say, anywhere between about five, maybe eight years old, there was that starting school, and the words from parents and teachers that you shouldn't do this, you can't do that. And you found yourself now trying to conform and trying to please others, starting to block out the knowingness of who you were. Intentionally, you found various ways to do it mentally and physically sometimes. Blocking out, trying to conform, trying to be like the others. Intentionally shutting down. There was a deep anxiety within, would you ever, ever awaken? If you shut down, could you once again awaken? Part of you knew the time wasn't right. Some of you felt that out of love to your parents, that you couldn't expose yourself for who you truly were. So you found ways to shut down. Hurt. It hurt deeply. I created wounds that would cause other experiences. Experiences with children bullying you, experiences with your parents getting angry, experiences with getting in fights. Those weren't what were really important. It was this this incident, this feeling of shutting down. caused such a tremendous anxiety that you found yourself angry, trapped, and once again wondering, could you ever wake up? Would the world ever be ready to see you for who you truly were? Be the observer of this time in your life. 
intense observer feel the wisdom in what you did? What you remember was the shutdown, the trauma of the shutdown. But what was really, what was really going on here? You were just allowing yourself to wait, wait until the time was right. What was happening as you were allowing yourself to really be in life? Once again, walking in the human shoes and the human experience. Once again, feeling love and pain. Once again, empathizing and having compassion for the human journey. As you went into your teenage years, energetically, those years right before and right after puberty, so energetically intense, you found yourself conflicted with so many belief systems. Found yourself almost forcing yourself to adapt belief systems from society, parents, teachers, other kids. And you knew they really weren't quite right. Something deep within knew that these belief systems weren't the truth, your truth. You allowed yourself to adapt to them, to bring them in as your own, and literally to program yourself into these belief systems. These belief systems ultimately caused you a variety of experiences, some of them traumatic, difficult, things you still might feel guilty about or shameful about. But as we are in this dream walk, feeling, observing, I want you to feel the wisdom in what you did. For in order to really allow yourself freedom in this lifetime, it's important to know how belief systems are created in order that you would eventually be able to release all the belief systems, or at least to use them at your pleasure. One of the belief systems that you can always use at your pleasure and then release them. I want you to feel into the wisdom of things that happened here, particularly for most of you, right in that age of 12, 15, 16 years old. Basically, digesting belief systems that really weren't yours. It created the other traumatic events, and you see many times when you've gone back to things that happened to you in the past, or you had reminders about some traumatic experience, you weren't seeing what really happened. You weren't, you were blaming it on that experience, saying, I made a mistake did something that good girls shouldn't do. I did something that hurt somebody else. But you see, 
you didn't have the perspective or the awareness of where that came from, why that was there. It was there because of belief systems that you took in that weren't yours. That's the perspective. That's what caused those other things to come to be. And then you come into that very linear part of life for so many of you. After you got out of school, graduated school, you started working, you got very linear. I was amazed watching so many of you how you could force yourself, especially after some of you had a very liberating college experience, and then you forced yourself linear. Jobs, families, bills, commitments. I would say that's perhaps one of the hardest times because it was in a way boring, it was linear. Now you were in a groove, in a in a type of well, trap, and you you knew better, but you didn't know how to do it different. Everybody else had families, everybody else had jobs, everybody else had bills. What were you going to do? Well, you knew it would be a huge distraction to go off and live in some commune or ashram. So you just went through it, linear. That was difficult. That hurt. It was almost like you couldn't see the end. You could see the end of things, eras or cycles within yourself when you were in your childhood or your teens, but here you were now. Would you just live and then die in this linear, limited set of realities? It went against the grain of the real you. It became tedious. It became it became so tedious. There's part of you that was screaming out. I'm not saying that there weren't joyful moments, but something within you was screaming out, this isn't it. This is not why I came here. This is not what I choose, but you continued with it. Now that caused some experiences. The experiences created the trauma, and the traumas are what you go back to. You go back to revisit that bad fight you had right before a divorce. You go back and revisit things like something you did to another that you knew hurt them. You go back and revisit that trauma or that pain rather than feeling into what really happened, why that happened. So we go back now, back into the 3D. But as the observer, go back as the one who allows, allowing yourself to realize what was really going on, not to focus on specific events, but to feel the beauty of what you were doing, the beauty of your journey. Oh yes, it caused a lot of experiences that might have been hard, that still seem to come back and haunt you in your dreams, and your waking state even. 
flashbacks, memories, pangs of guilt or shame. But as we go back through 3D, go back as the Master, we go back in the I Am perspective and realize what was really happening all this time, going back, you could say to gather, to harvest the wisdom and to release the traumas, back to in a way, re-experience, and you see at this very moment, while we're sitting here, while we're going through this dream walk, the experiences actually change. Yes, what happened actually changes. So what might have been a very traumatic event in your life was locked in trauma, the emotion locked in to, to your cellular, cellular self, your memory self. But now, as we go back through 3D, the actual experience changes. It's an amazing thing. What happened didn't happen. No, it's not like everything's erased. It's everything blossoms, everything comes to its full color. Everything comes to its full reality. It's no longer locked in that reality that's the top of the book cover. Now it becomes the whole book. And what you thought happened was actually far grander, far wiser. You go back through 3D. As you go into a greater sense of awareness and dimensions, you carry with you the wisdom of 3D, the wisdom of everything that happened and what you call your past. You carry with you the beauty and the joy, the sweet nectar of wisdom as you expand into other dimensions bring with you this crown. That's a beautiful crown of what you've done here in this reality. And the beautiful thing is that you can continue to experience in this reality. There's some that would lead you to believe that as you go off into a fourth and a fifth and a sixth dimension that you suddenly are no longer in the third, if we're going to use numbers or identify them that way, not at all. You can continue to experience here, but no longer as just the violin player, no longer as just being in the string section, but now, now in every part of the orchestra. You continue to exist here, but in a much more aware state of being with the perspective of yourself as the master rather than the student, with the knowingness of the I Am rather than the limitations of the human. I take a good deep breath. In this experience, this dream walk through the 3D, you find yourself, my dear friends, 
find yourself re-experiencing this. What I wanted to do with you today was just a taste of what it's like to go back through. And when you go back through, you'll discover it's not what you thought it was. Not at all. Because as you allow your enlightenment, you also allow yourself to start perceiving a greater reality of even the past. And as you allow this more open awareness of the past, you're also allowing greater perception of the future, of all of its potentials. You realize you're no longer locked into beliefs, you're no longer locked into your past, you're no longer locked into any limitations in the future. You're no longer living on the cover of that book. You become its pages. You become the paper. You become the story that continues on and on, even beyond the book itself. That's what it's like for an embodied master. When I said before that few angels have gone where you are right now, few have ever gone back through 3D. Few have ever gone back through their past. Few have ever allowed themselves to garner, to harvest the wisdom of their lives while they were still living, while they were still here. Oh, they would have wanted to. And that's why, my dear friends, you chose to stay through this rather than leave. To be here in awareness, full awareness, in the full I am. Let's take a deep breath as we come through the 3D. Take a good deep breath. Very present in the now moment. Perspective is changing. Your perspective. When you can get off that cover, allow yourself to go through right now the basically the rebalancing of the imbalances. Not rebalancing back under the cover of that book, but rebalancing into a far grander state of awareness, far grander reality. That's why you chose to be here. Let's take a good deep breath as we bring the house lights back up. Take a good deep breath. Few angels have ever, ever come this far, gone this way, allowed themselves to go back – not really back, but to go go through what they thought they had, were trying to leave. Few angels have ever got to the point where they could allow their enlightenment, their awareness at such a level, in such a dense reality. Very few. And you're doing it. All of you. Now, what about the rest of the world? <laughs> What about the rest of the world? The world – so many humans right now 
are at that point of choosing the awakening. Yes, many are in the early stages of awakening. Many, many are at that point of choosing awakening. It's kind of an exponential curve here. Uh, if only a few humans are allowing their enlightenment, uh, it doesn't uh, set up the dynamic for a lot of humans to start choosing their awakening. But when enough humans are allowing their enlightenment, it sets up kind of a, like a sunshine effect on the ones who are still living in that very limited reality, still living on the, the cover of the book. But you could say that your allowing of enlightenment becomes the sunshine onto the cover of their book, where they start seeing it's just the damn cover. It's not all the reality. So we have a lot of humans right now on this planet that are just about at the point of choosing their awakening or in the very early stages where you can still choose not to awaken, or you can choose to just stay, stand still. Create some interesting dynamics that, that you're seeing in the world around you, you're seeing in the news. Uh, you're seeing that it creates a lot of odd and bizarre behavior. But that shouldn't be a surprise because well, that's what you did. <laughs> When you were just going into your oh yes, you remember when you were just going into your awakening, a lot of crazy uh, things happening right now. Now you know, but I'll remind you, don't get caught in the drama. Don't get caught in the drama of the world is falling apart. No, the cover of the book is changing. It's turning upside down inside out. Allow them to go through their awakening, however they choose or not choose. Allow them not to choose it. It's going to be more and more difficult for humans in these next few generations to try to stay asleep, because the sun is shining, and the sun is you. Uh, because that sun is shining so intensely right now on old systems and values, old beliefs, old limitations. So there's this tremendous, you could say, kind of a pressure on, on the world right now and on the incoming angelic beings who haven't been here before, tremendous pressure to wake up. Now, some of you know what it's like. You're literally sleeping in your bed, sound asleep, and somebody tries to wake you up or an alarm clock. And you know what it's, some of you are like. You're like bears. You're, you're uh, groggy. You don't want to wake up. You're resisting. But you know you're going to wake up sooner or later because they're going to keep pushing at you. That alarm clock will keep going off. And that's kind of what it's like on this planet right now. There's that – not to say everybody's waking up, but there are enough that it's causing a tremendous pressure. So in other words, things will continue to change at a very, very, very fast pace. Then things happen, like, like your weather that happened here comes to clear out stuff that's no longer needed. So yes, you're going to see more weather events. You're going to see more people um, you know how it is when they get agitated, they get, they get riled up. You're going to see more people trying to feed off of, of others, more drama, because it, br it, it brings up the imbalances and it brings it up uh, for resolution. So you're going to be right in the midst of all this craziness, right in the midst of it. But you, my friends, A, don't have to solve it, B, don't have to get involved in it, three, can have great seats at the Grand Theatre of Life to just watch what's happening 
and to be to be the observer and the standard and the sunshine all at the same time, but to allow yourself to really enjoy it. Now that's I would say I'm I'm going to throw the um, the gauntlet out there. Can you have the compassion to actually to actually allow yourself to enjoy your life first and second to even to at least appreciate what others are going through. Now, I know that you're going to say, but humans are suffering every day. Yes, they are, and they're choosing it. And you did it. You, you chose it. You chose it when you were going through your suffering. And you're going to say, but the world is filled with war and chaos and all the rest. Well, yeah, it is, and, and it will resolve. It will resolve. I'm not uh, at all um, endorsing any of this. It doesn't have to be that way. But if you allow yourself the, the joy of life, if you allow your enlightenment, that is going to have more effect, this sunshine effect, than anything else. The funny thing is you're not trying to be the sunshine to change them. You're doing it for yourself, but it does have a bearing on them. So I mention that particularly because today there's an there's a energy here in the room. We have Chambra, we have angelic beings, we have stuffed animals, and, and uh, we have a little bit of everything. But there's also a very interesting dynamic in this facility, and it's uh, these um, government workers the, that are here for the disaster relief, um, and they're doing a wonderful job uh, of helping the residents in the area. But it creates an interesting energy that's mixed into this shout for all of you to feel, because what are they, aside from being working for the government? And they are energy holders. They are what, where you used to be, where you came from as energy holders. There's still a bit of a desire to go back to that, not necessarily to work for this particular government agency, but to be there as the energy holders. And they're doing a great job assisting. Uh, others holding the energy. It's kind of an interesting reminder because even as we were doing the dream walk, that energy was very present in what we were doing. Some of you may have even consciously felt it or been aware. That old pullback, that old tug to say, oh, those energy holding days, oh, that's when I was serving the planet and everything else. I want you to realize right now it's about serving yourself, letting energy serve you. It sounds selfish. It's not. It's what you came here for. And it has more of an effect on Earth than all the FEMAs in every country put together. Just one person. Just you. Let's take a good deep breath in this very special Shoud, Shoud 2 of the Discovery series. When we take a walk back through 3D, we go back through it, not hopping out of it, not trying to break out of it. We go back through it with compassion and appreciation and realization that you can still be in that 3D, but you can be in any other dimensional quality that you choose. In other words, enjoy life. And remember always that all is well in all. All of creation. With that Namaste. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
And so it is. So I invite you, if you've been listening to this, if you're here or watching, to just take a moment and just breathe in and integrate this sense of allowing. This message of Adamus. This allowing radiance that we can be. Let's celebrate that and breathe it in. Really, truly being it. Feeling it. Being it. With each breath. Thank you for being with us in this most special time, this special event here in Cole Creek Canyon. Thank you for listening to us on Blog Talk Radio, or if you were here from theawakeningzone.com, the Crimson Circle Show, or if you listened or watched from thecrimsoncircle.com, the monthly meeting. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back here in one form or another, November 2nd, same time. I'm not so sure about how this place will be, but we'll be radiating and allowing that whole time. So thank you for being with us. Thank you, Jeffrey Hoppe, for channeling Adamus and sharing that message. Thank you to this wonderful staff that made this possible. Blessings to you all. Till next time, thank you.